Song Salad with Shannon and Scott. Welcome to Song Salad with Shannon and Scott. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And together, we're... Remember when we used to just say Shannon and Scott again? Shannon and Scott. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't changed. We have not changed. Don't go change it. In almost three years. Guys, almost three years of Song Salad. To try and please me. Right? Three years? I yeah. never let you down before. Who? Woo-hoo. <laughs> you can keep talking. I'm just going to keep singing. Guys, we've been doing this podcast for almost three years. And uh, I don't remember. We're so pleased that you've stuck with us. The words go. This whole time. I love you just the way you are. If you even have stuck with us this whole time. Boot it, boot it, boot boot Why is that your like saxophone noise? Boot it, boot it, boot Would you rather I go fern 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 fern? Yeah, kind of. Like that's kind of more saxy. It's sexy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, almost three years in your ears. Three here at Song years Salad. in your ears. Oh, oh, three years in your ears. What, what? And thank you for sticking with us for all that time. And if you're just joining us, enjoy all that the previous years of our voices have to offer. Yeah, you have a very big back catalog to pick through, which some of you are clearly doing because I can see it. On our uh, analytics. <laughs> Not creepy at all. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for being with us for three years. And we haven't gotten there yet. I don't know why it just like occurred to me that it's been almost three years. I think it's because we're like hitting the holidays yeah. again. And winter reminds us of our humble origins. And <laughs> <laughs> our humble origins recording under your lofted bed in your old apartment. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good times. Well, what are we recording, Shannon? We're recording Song Salad, which is a short song that we write about a random topic in a random style of music. And we get those random genres and topics by spinning the salad spinner, which are suggestions from you, our loyal listeners, for noises or impressions or silly things for us to do. This week's salad spinner comes from... Vince. Vince Colosimo, V underscore C on Twitter. He says... ASMR. What is it? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> this, is, this, this is like an interview question. <laughs> Interpret I'm, how you will. Yeah, I'm not exact. I'm not exactly sure how to address this, but I. Why don't, I why don't do we? Uh, why don't we uh, each define ASMR? Okay. And what it means to us. <laughs> Great. I'm ready. Go for it. just that till you feel good (laughs) that's what it says in the dictionary yep spin we've got an early gift for you hanukkah music hanukkah music (laughs) we've done a christmas song we have a very druggy christmas yeah never done a hanukkah song no and hanukkah is in like a little over a week yeah it's on december no more than a week like two weeks fine two weeks december 9th 
my anticipation of Hanukkah no. is miraculously going to last for more than a week. I lied. It's December 2nd through the 10th. Oh, so next week. Yeah, great. Perfect. 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 Happy early Hanukkah, everyone. Happy Thanks for celebrating Hanukkah. with us. <laughs> Your kosher salad. <laughs> uh we should maybe uh should we talk about hanukkah itself as a holiday i think before we, we should. get into the music and yes we we definitely should we should give a little context did you celebrate hanukkah growing up yes i did cool so my dad's side of the family is jewish my mom's side of the family is christian so we were one of those very lucky households that celebrated both hanukkah and christmas so many presents so many presents uh, and, uh, we had like the menorah next to the tree. I, th- I think it's a beautiful image for the holidays. I love it. Yeah. Um, Hanukkah was always really fun because of the ceremony, uh, like the ceremonious aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so putting on the yarmulke and lighting the candles and saying the different prayers and, and having it be like a nightly thing for the, uh, eight nights, uh, of Hanukkah. And traditionally, for kids, in particular, a gift is given for each of the eight nights of Hanukkah, like one small present. Um, but, you know, being suburban uh, white people in a capitalistic society, we got a lot of presents <laughs> instead. <laughs> well, and that's so that's kind of the other thing to talk about with Hanukkah, especially in the United States, maybe also like Western culture. I'm uh-huh. not really sure, but... Hanukkah kind of gets this outsized importance in the Jewish calendar in the U.S. because of its proximity to Christmas. Um, And if you talk to like most religious Jews, they're like, Hanukkah is not really that big of a deal, but it it becomes the only holiday that's commercialized and publicized to the level of Christmas in the U.S. at least. Right. And it's really just the recognition celebration of a, a story of a miracle that happened um, in, it must have been Egypt, right? I guess. I'm trying to remember my history. The Maccabees? <laughs> the right? Maccabees, uh, where the oil to light the uh, the lamps lasted for eight days when they only had enough oil to last for one night. So uh, that was the miracle. I never celebrated Hanukkah. Um, my family is not even really Christian, I wouldn't say <laughs> at this point. Uh, but uh yeah, we never celebrated Hanukkah and there were two Jewish kids in my whole high school. Yeah, I was like one of two and I was only half. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. The uh Molly and Robbie Winebloom. They were brother and sister. Winebloom. <laughs> the Winebloom. Those are your made up Jewish students they at your high school. <laughs> they were real. Uh, we had uh, us, the Wasserman boys, and then we had the Davidsons, so, gotcha. Sasha and Max Davidson. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't really meet many Jewish people until I went to college and unknowingly went to college in the middle of like an extremely Jewish neighborhood. Very. Um, One of the most densely populated Jewish communities in the country. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was really great. And now a lot of my very close friends are Jewish. Um, uh, I do love the music aspect of just Jewish tradition in general and especially Hanukkah. Um, Jewish prayers are sung to certain pitches because of the way the Hebrew is, is used in reading the Torah. Um, And, you know, you can think of the traditional Hanukkah music as those sung prayers, the Baruch Atadonai, all those kinds of things. Um, But then there's also the 
secular or commercial side of Hanukkah music, which is usually inspired by Kletzmer um, and includes songs like the Dreidel song or Oh Hanukkah. You know that one, Shannon? (laughs) I do know this one. (laughs) It goes like this. Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, light the menorah. Let's have a party. We'll all dance the horror. <laughs> Gather around the table. We'll give you a treat. Spinning tops to play with and good things to eat. And then there's... Well, why do you know all the words to that? Um, I think we learned it in like fourth grade music class. Oh, cute. Oh, and then there's a the part that's like... Um, the candles are burning low. One for each <laughs> night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Don't, Yeah. Very nice. Oh, thank Good you. Good job. It was not nice, but that's fine. Um, so I think we've done a Klezmer song before, right? We have, yes. Um, Hot to Trot. Is that uh, was that it? I believe that's what it was called. It was about a Richard Dreyfus movie about horse racing. Yes, and Scott did a great impression of Richard Dreyfus singing oh, the song. Did I? It was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Hot to Trot is our Klezmer episode, and I think we'll probably lean harder on the side of like that. Yeah, like, the the Klezmer influenced secular Hanukkah song. Yes, rather than going into the chanting there's also a song called hanukkah lights through the ages which is not klezmer inspired at all it sounds like a christmas song yeah but it's just about hanukkah that was a favorite of the carnegie mellon music school choir yep and they would sing that at uh hanukkah times (laughs) uh a mix of hebrew lyrics and english lyrics appear in these different hanukkah songs uh i think we'll stick to english sounds good Apparently, there's also a um, song called I'm Spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica. (laughs) Oh, not this year because of the fires. Whoa. Mm. Also, there is a Hanukkah song called Eight Days of Hanukkah written by Senator Orrin Hatch. I'm sorry. What? Eight Days of Hanukkah is a Hanukkah song written by Senator Orrin Hatch and Madeline Stone, a Jewish songwriter from the Upper West Side of Manhattan who specializes in Christian music. The song was written at the suggestion of Jeffrey Goldberg, who was a journalist and editor-in-chief of The Atlantic. What? I'm sorry. Pause the podcast. What is this? I'm looking it up on YouTube. Guys, I'm so glad you can be on this journey. Also, if anybody knew this, please tell us. Okay, here's a snippet of Eight Days of Hanukkah by Senator Orrin Hatch. about Orrin Hatch, Shannon? Well, I was confused since he is a Republican from Utah, which I assumed meant he was Mormon. It turns out he is Mormon. Uh, But I googled Orrin Hatch Jewish and a website called Jew or Not Jew (laughs) came up. And is it just like a website to look up anyone and find out if they're Jewish or not? I kind of think so. Um, so you can, there are categories 
And the categories are like people you think of, actors, actresses, athletes, business people, comedians, fictional characters. Then there's also um, a category for sociopaths, which is interesting. Oh. Um, and then uncategorized. Anyway, so Orrin Hatch has a Jew score of three, which <laughs> I'm not exactly sure um, how you get there. Uh, but they do mention that he wrote Eight Days of Hanukkah, um, and he called it a gift to the Jewish people. Uh, here's an article from December 8th, 2009, in the New York Times by Mark Leibovich. The canon of Hanukkah songs written by Mormon senators from Utah just got a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Orange G. Hatch, a solemn-faced... Orange G. Hatch. Orange G. Hatch. <laughs> there you go. A solemn-faced Republican with a soft spot for Jews and a love of Barbra Streisand has mm. penned a catchy holiday tune, Eight Days of Hanukkah. The video was posted Tuesday night on Tablet, an online magazine of Jewish lifestyle and culture, just in time for Hanukkah. Known around the Senate as a prolific writer of Christian hymns and patriotic melodies, didn't know that either, Mr. Hatch, 75, oh God, he was 75 <laughs> nine years ago, said this was his first venture into Jewish music and it will not be his last. <laughs> Anything I can do for the Jewish people, I will do, Mr. Hatch said in an interview before heading to the Senate floor to debate an abortion amendment. <laughs> Mormons believe the Jewish people are the chosen people, just like the Old Testament says. In short, he loves the Jews. <laughs> so it goes on from there. Uh, okay. Maybe a better gift to the Jewish people would be to let the Jewish people take care of their own music, Oren. Yeah, that's a little... That's just very strange. Though I guess like that's sort of what we do every week, except we don't act we don't like do it's it a as gift. a gift. Yeah. We're not like, here's a gift to Trinidad and Tobago in the form of Soka. <laughs> we apologize to Trinidad and Tobago <laughs> yes. for what we've done to Soka. This is a podcast full of shame. Yeah. Orin Hatch, have a little shame. I mean, that's a general note. That's just a global note, Orin. Have a little shame. <laughs> um Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, in addition to that, why don't we get another example? Um, well, I mean, another classic contemporary Hanukkah song that I'm sure everyone knows is the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. Where he kind of does what the website Jew or Not Jew uh, does, which is oh, yeah. he goes through famous people and says whether or not they're Jewish. But people you might not really know are Jewish, like Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> right that's a fun song yeah written by a jew <laughs> an actual jew well let's uh let's play a little bit of uh hmm let's play let's do um should we do like, i mean do we should we do dreidel like do we have to do dreidel we don't have to do dreidel let's do let's do oh hanukkah to hear another rendition of it aside from <laughs> yours <laughs> that's probably a good a good one yeah Let's do a little bit of that, and then let's do a little bit of... Do you want to do any traditional, or should we just leave that out of it? Like, um, actual Hebrew. Uh, I mean... Let's leave it out of yeah, it. We're not going to go there. Cool. So, let's play a little bit of O Hanukkah and a little bit of Adam Sandler. Sounds great. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs>
So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Kirk Douglas, James Kahn, and the late Dinah Shura. Guess who eats together at the Carnegie Deli? Bowser from Shanana and Arthur Fonzarelli. Paul Newman's half. All right. Well, getting in the the spirit here. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely in the the Hanukkah spirit, carrying on the tradition of non-Jews writing Jewish songs. <laughs> Between us, we are a quarter Jewish. Yeah. Uh. Well, I also uh saw that it's apparently a lot of Jewish songwriters have written Christmas carols. And oh, yeah? that's been like a thing. Then maybe that's why Orrin Hatch felt justified in writing this. You know, that actually sounds exactly like the kind of mindset <laughs> that uh, a senator like Orrin Hatch uh, engages in. Yeah. Well, they did it to us, so let's do it to them. <laughs> anyway, we should get we should get a topic. A topic. We should. And you have to explain what am ASMR, Scott. Okay. Thanks, Vince. ASMR is when you get the tingles from things like this and things like that. And it feels great. Spin. Spin. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us what we got, Scott? It's a list episode. Oh boy, guys. List of colonial governors of Cameroon. <laughs> the most Hanukkah appropriate topic I can think of. Oh my god. Guys, why did why is this our format? Oh, man. Oh, boy. It's just a list. This is long. It's a long list. So Cameroon. Yeah. Uh, was under colonial rule of the German Empire, and at that time spelled K-A-M-E-R-U-N. Thanks, than German. The current spelling of C-A-M-E-R-O-O-N. Yeah. And it was under this colonial rule between, it looks like... 1901 and 1972? Yeah, well, it also says there was a period when it was under the French, too. Ah, so it was under German control from 1901 to 1916. Okay. It's like-ish. Then French and British from 1919 to 1960. Oh, boy. And then a little bit British from 1960 to 1961. And then it looks like it became the Federal Republic of Cameroon in October of 1961 through 1972. What happened after that? It's just its own self-government now? I don't know much about Cameroon. Me either. That's what this podcast is all about, learning new things. So let's learn about Cameroon. It's in Africa. Do you know that? Yes, I I did know that. That was the one thing I did know. It's sort of like... In the 
what would you call that? Like the the crook of Africa, <laughs> the armpit, the, the elbow, the of, elbow Africa. of Africa. Yeah, it's like under the the lobe that kind of like <laughs> the lobe, the lobe that like sticks out into the Atlantic Ocean, and then like you know it kind of curves back in, and it's sitting it's sitting right in the knee pit. Yeah, like of cent- Central Western Africa. Yeah, like and right it, on uh, right on the coast. It has a small portion of coastline, and then sort of extends back up. Uh, to the northeast it's bordered by nigeria to the west and north and chad to the northeast central african republic to the east and equatorial guinea gabon and the republic of the congo to the south yeah the country is often referred to as africa in miniature for its geological and cultural diversity cool natural features include beaches deserts mountains rainforests and savannas so if you want to get a little taste of all that uh the geological and cultural diversity of africa has to offer i guess you can just do a little tour of cameroon the country is well known for its native styles of music particularly makosa oh we've done that bigutsi haven't done that (laughs) yeah we did we did makosa um and it's and it's also known for its successful uh soccer team or football does it have a name the football team yeah it has a nickname what's that in french Les lions indomptables. Indomptables. What does that mean? The indomitable lions. Ooh. Lions. I like that. Yeah. So our specific topic, though, is all of the governors of colonial Cameroon. So the European oppressing forces who came and tried to control the people and natural resources of this area of Africa... For a period of about 60 years. Looks like the Germans had uh, control basically from the late 1800s through uh, up to World War One, And okay. during World War One, the Allies occupied Cameroon oh. and took it over from the Germans, which is why it was then under British and French rule and I then see. allowed to be their own republic from there. Well, again, not allowed to be. Like, they should have been in the first place. Yeah, they probably fought for their sovereignty yep uh sovereignty 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 (laughs) sovereignty now (laughs) it's a new perfume sovereignty (laughs) that's a great perfume name coco chanel it's also a good like album name for like an experimental band yeah sovereignty 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 is the experience (laughs) it's a dangerous liaison i said the comedy is that a serious what is the actual lyric I said the the remedy. The there remedy. we go. Okay. All right. Let's start trying to connect this to Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So much of Jewish history is stories of oppression and resistance, right? Yep. Enslavement. By yeah. Pharaoh, for instance. Yeah. Um, can we find a governor that was only in power for eight days? <laughs> <laughs> can we find a Jewish governor? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of these people were Jewish. I'm almost certain that they weren't. Unless you think Percy Graham Harris is a Jew. <laughs> I do not think Percy Graham Harris is a Jew. Or John Wynne Corey Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> we need to figure out how to connect this. Story of Hanukkah. Yeah. Let's, let's start there. Yeah. Good place to start. You want me to say it? Yeah, well, okay, so tell me when it happened. Around 
200 BC to like, okay, so well, we, we start our story in 200 BC. <laughs> we when, start our story in 200 uh, BC. <laughs> Judea, also known as the land of Israel, came under control of Antiochus III, who was the king of Syria. Okay. And he allowed the Jews who lived there to continue practicing their religion. So everything was cool. Cool. For a couple years, until 168 BC, uh, when uh, Antiochus's son, Antiochus IV Epiphanes, uh, ordered his soldiers to uh, desecrate the second temple in the holy city and uh, kick the Jews out, basically. And he wanted them to worship Greek gods instead. Yeah. He was like, you need to love these guys on these pots instead. <laughs> love these guys on these pots. Yep. <clears throat> cool. So a rebellion broke out uh, against Antiochus. Um, and Judah Maccabee, also known as the Hammer, took the helm in 166 B.C., when the Jews had successfully driven the Syrians out of Jerusalem, uh, and Judah called on his followers to cleanse the second temple and rebuild its altar and light the menorah. And the menorah was basically a gold candelabra whose seven branches represented knowledge and creation and were meant to be kept burning every night. And as we said earlier, uh, they believed they only had enough olive oil to keep the menorah burning for a single day, but the flames continued flickering for eight nights, leaving them time to find a fresh supply. And that was the miracle of Hanukkah. So, hmm. Cameroon. <laughs> how did the Cameroon, how did Cameroon regain its independence? Well, that's probably where we need to go, right? Yeah, I think so. And then sort of relate the Hanukkah miracle to the uh, successful reclamation of Cameroon as an independent nation. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're making it work. Oh, boy. Logical leaps. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, let's find that out. Okay. Okay. So, unsurprisingly, this is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting in the mid-50s, there were armed rebellions against the French rule in Cameroon. They eventually appealed for independence against the French government and the United Nations and were granted it in like 1958 through 1960, like figuring out like, you know, taking over all the different competency competencies and departments and stuff Gotcha from France. And then officially on January 1st, 1960, the United Nations was like, we acknowledge that France is no longer France is like, rescinding their trusteeship of Cameroon, which is like the most euphemistic way to put that. <laughs> sure. Um, but there was also a Northern part of Cameroon that was still controlled by the British and the largely Muslim population ah. in the Northern part of Northern Cameroon voted to rejoin with Nigeria and then the largely Christian southern part voted to rejoin Cameroon and became the Federal Republic of Cameroon. Okay. But then there were also like East and West Cameroons and those had their own like premiers or vice somebodies. Sure. And I like it all is very much more complicated than I ever realized and it's like who's doing what and who's aligned with who and 
the Cameroon became the Republic of Cameroon, which then became the Federal Republic of Cameroon as things as like different areas kept getting added to it. And European powers kind of like pulled back or took a less like official position in the governing of these Mm -hmm. places. Mm hmm. It's extremely complicated and we've we've really stepped in it as far as like (laughs) you can't just like so many of these topics, especially topics that have like sensitive political ramifications like there is there is no like surface level summary of what happened. No, because any surface level summary completely ignores like. 8000 deeper things that were going on. Right. Uh, So. That's kind of all I can really say about it without becoming a PhD student in West African history. I saw one thing that connects to Hanukkah. Okay. And it's the mention of the word oil. (laughs) Uh, Oil is a a big export from Cameroon and was especially in the early 1960s when they gained their independence. Okay. And the government used oil money to create a national cash reserve, pay farmers, and finance major development projects, uh, which was a well-intentioned plan. Uh, however, many initiatives failed uh, when unqualified allies were appointed to direct all of these projects. Great. So uh, oil could have been the miracle... That saved Cameroon, too, I guess, but didn't quite work out. I think I just need to do a little soul searching for what this Uh song is going to look like. Uh And I think it's going to have a pretty um, straightforward and contemporary, like, holiday song uh, structure. So just, like, verse, chorus, you know, just nothing special or traditional, just, like, you know... uh, very basic. Now, there's a couple different types of lyrical approaches to Hanukkah songs. There's the ones that actually tell the story of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. There's the ones that describe an aspect of the celebrating of Hanukkah, like dreidel or songs about the menorah. Or there are also songs uh, like Adam Sandler's song, which are more just about Judaism in general and some specific element taken out of that so what what are you kind of running with here you think i i think it's gotta be like some kind of uh something about how it feels to celebrate hanukkah i think it it needs to be that like because i don't i don't think we can go like given the topic (laughs) i don't know that we can make it super super about like the story of hanukkah okay so i think it needs to be more about alluding to like how hanukkah is celebrated all right well you take a crack at that yeah uh and i'll start putting together some instrumentation that is representative of uh klezmer music in in, like a celebratory style okay good luck you too are we Camerooned on an island of lacking creativity. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> this is a really. This might be the hardest connection. The hardest uh, square peg to put in a round hole. Yeah, and usually I just joyfully mash the peg into the <laughs> hole. Um, but I'm just feeling very stymied 
by this. It's stymieing. It it is hard. It is hard yeah. to try because because Hanukkah music, just like Christmas music, inherently has a topic. Yes, exactly. That is yeah. that is the issue. It is not just a style. Right. It is, it is also about something. Hmm. But I still wrote a song. <laughs> right. So tell me about it. Here's what I tried to do. First, I tried I tried to count all the white people that have ruled uh, Cameroon over the years. <laughs> okay. And there was and kind of interestingly, there was a new like commissar or governor or uh-huh. acting governor basically like every year. So there was high turnover. Yeah, high turnover or just nobody really cared to give them any continuity of like service. Yeah. Interesting. So they were under colonial rule for 76 years from Jesus. 1884 to 1960 and mm. almost as many people ruled them. Like almost as many separate people. Like almost a person per year. Yeah, yeah almost. Wow. Um and of course there was like the Germans and then there was like occupied Cameroon whenever the allies took over and then there was French and British Cameroon. Right, right. Um and I thought that that might kind of tie into like there's a, a bit of a rebellious spirit about Hanukkah. Sure. Um, that makes sense. You know, like coming back into the temple that had been desecrated and rededicating it and deciding, like, we're not going to let you push us around and tell us who to worship. Yeah. So more than the Hanukkah topic, I tried to tap into the Hanukkah spirit, spirit. Good. of like, we're not going to let you push we're us around anymore. We're not going to let you take it. Uh, uh. No. We're not going to let you take it. Uh, uh, uh. I like it. Um, <laughs> and I also put in a reference to like the candles. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Okay. So I have a verse uh, that like it's kind of like a two line phrases that are like repetitive in structure. Okay. And then I have a chorus that's like a little more like open and like wordy all right let's hear it okay here we go for 76 years almost as many men have laid claim to our land and stole our oil for 76 years germany britain and france have taken up our place on our own soil and then the chorus burn bright cameroonian lights (laughs) the time has come for sovereignty germany britain and france will never rule us again today we take back our country Cameroonian lights. Yeah. So instead it's like, of Hanukkah lights. It's like an Independence Day song for Cameroon. Yeah. I like that. It's celebratory and it's, you know, like you said, the same spirit of uh, a particular culture and a particular identity claiming what is theirs. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. I think that fits. Oy. And you got the actual governors in there. So it wasn't just about Cameroon in general. Yeah, it had to be about. And honestly, that whole article is just a list of German, French and British people's names. Yeah, it's just a list. Uh, Hmm. So I tried. I tried. I tried. You know what, Shannon? What? I think you did a better job than Orrin Hatch. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Low bar, but I'll take it at the moment. 
Well, and we'll take your lyrics and put it over some music that I've laid out. Yeah, tell and, me about uh, it. It's very much in that klezmer style using um, acoustic bass, drums, and guitar as the primary instruments. And then I've also layered a little bit of clarinet and saxophone in the chorus. Okay. Uh, which are all traditional klezmer instruments, uh, but also still give it a contemporary sound because it sounds like, you know, an acoustic band. Um and the uh, song is in a minor key, mm-hmm. which you hear a lot of uh, klezmer music in. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's sad right, <laughs> uh, or melancholy. It's just a lot of this music was written in minor keys and particularly the harmonic minor, meaning you raise the seventh note of the minor scale to help it act as a leading tone back into the, the major. So Cool. Yeah. And it's uh, upbeat. So let's celebrate. Let's celebrate Cameroon. Here is Cameroonian Lights. Ooh, is that the title? I think so. What do you think? No, no. I mean, it kind of has to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of Hanukkah Lights, Cameroonian Lights. Yeah. Great. Cameroonian Lights. No. (laughs) So the CH. (laughs) Say it again. What is it? Cameroonian Lights. A... Hanukkah song about the list of colonial governors of Cameroon by Shannon and Scott. <laughs> For 76 years, almost as many men have laid claim to our land and stole our oil. For 76 years, Germany, Britain, and France have taken up our place on our own soil. Burn bright Cameroonian lights, the time has come for sovereignty. Germany, Britain, and France will never rule us again. Today we take back our country. Burn the right Cameroonian lights. The time has come for sovereignty. Germany, Britain, and France will never rule us again. Today we take back our country. Today's the day I get out of my funk. What was the song? Today's the day I get up on my luck. Up on my luck. It sounds a little bit like Hot to Trot. Yeah, a little bit. But it's also Klezmer, so it should sound a little bit like Hot to Trot. Right. This is just more uh, joyous, (laughs) I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Well, we've contributed to the Hanukkah music repertoire. As much as Senator Orrin Hatch has. Yep. Yep, yep. But somehow I don't see ours being a uh, a favorite <laughs> amongst the yeah, Jewish no. people. <laughs> also, it is this is not a gift to anybody. No. <laughs> we not a gift to the Jewish people, no. not a gift to the people of Cameroon. No. We uh not even a gift to ourselves. No, we take full responsibility that this is a burden to everyone involved. <laughs> Except uh, for you, our loyal listeners. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed the journey. This was a slog. This was hard. This was very hard. I'm sorry. But we didn't meet our match yet. We pushed through. We pushed through. I mean, what would we... I mean, every time we get, like, stumped, we just, like, barf nonsense all over <laughs> And then we just kind of make it work. Exactly. So I don't know that we could ever be stumped because we just <laughs> make stuff up. <laughs> We're too confident. <laughs> True. If you would like to see us be too confident in person... hey. Uh, and if you'd like to try to stump us, I guess. Yeah, that's true. You that's a good to, challenge. Yeah, you can come to our live show, which is on December 15th at 730 at 
QED Astoria. Tickets are on sale. They're 10 bucks. Woohoo. We're going to be performing as part of the Odd Rock Comedy Hour. We'll get our topic and genre suggestions at the top of the show. We'll run downstairs and work, 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 work like little elves <laughs> on our song. And then we'll come back up at the end of the show and perform it for you. It was super fun last time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we would really love to see you there. And we're going to do a little meet and greet kind of thing afterward at a bar. For sure. Uh, if you can't see us in person, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. You can tweet at us at Song Salad Cast. You can join our Facebook group, the Produce Section, and you can uh, donate to us on Patreon if you'd like. Thank you to all of our current Patreon donors. And you can email us at songsaladpodcast at gmail.com. Tell one person about us today. Do it. It seriously does help. Word of mouth is like the best way to spread podcasts. Also herpes. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but seriously, uh, tell your friends about us. If you think they might like us, we would super, super appreciate that. Spread us like herpes. You mm. heard it here. From Great. Shannon Deep. Oh. Until next week. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And together, we're... we're half Jewish. Well, not in total. Quarter Jewish. Quarter Jewish. Well, I'm I'm half Syrian. So what does that say about me? You were my you were half my half oppressor <laughs> <laughs> at one point. That basically just means I like cut in front of you in line. <laughs> <laughs> Happy one, Hanukkah. Two, Happy Hanukkah. Three,